I'm Sandy Goldbeck-Wood, Editor-in-Chief of the Journal of Family Planning and Reproductive Healthcare at the Institute of Psychosexual Medicine's annual scientific meeting in Liverpool. And I'm talking to Dr. Annie Farrell, who is a GP partner in Liverpool, who's about to speak on why should a GP bother with psychosexual problems? In a word, Annie, what would you say to a GP? I mean, GPs are all fantastically busy and under pressure at the moment, as we know, as is the whole NHS. Why should GPs be concerned about psychosexual medicine at a time like this? My take on that is that GPs are fundamentally nowadays trained to be listening doctors and to take account of the patient as a whole person rather than just a symptom and are getting more and more used to managing patients with chronic pain is kind of classified as medically unexplained symptoms and I certainly are getting to grips with the notion that a lot of physical symptoms may be due to psychological causes but I think when it comes to sexual problems, there's still a kind of, oh no, that's not our area, we can't deal with that, when actually it's reasonably straightforward to take a, a history and a, a listening history from a patient, which is part of what psychosexual medicine is. If I could just stop you there, what would, to sum up what a listening history is as opposed to, let's say, the kind of history that a doctor might otherwise take, what do you mean by that? Okay. So when a patient talks about pain, time and time again I'll say, I'll find out that they've been referred or they've had investigations and actually all I say is when did the pain start, what was happening in your life around about that time, you know, just maybe finding out a little bit more about the story and what feelings that elicits from the patient in order to maybe pick up some cues. Um, I mean GPs in training are trained to listen out for cues and pick up cues and that's essentially the sort of start of being a psychosexual sort of or mind-body doctor rather than just a body. Yeah so it's about just going a little bit further below the surface of what's presenting and uh, I noticed you used the word feelings and are GPs generally trained well to deal with feelings in a consultation? Speaking as a hospital doctor, mm. my impression is that things are always done that little bit better in primary care from that point of view. Well, certainly, um, I've recently become a GP trainer and certainly that is becoming more and more part of the training is to appreciate the feelings the patients have and to use the cues and the so-called hidden agenda from the patient rather than, you know, take the patient's lead rather than just treat the on-the-surface presenting physical symptom. Doesn't doing this kind of thing end up taking you a lot more time in the consultation? It certainly can do to start with and... Um, it is something that's a special interest of mine, so I have been able to make time, but I do manage to fit it into my normal general practice work. The other thing that I should probably say is that I think there's an element of um, GPs being under pressure, something else I'm going to talk about, or to re try and reduce secondary care referrals and look at really whether a secondary care referral is appropriate. Do you mean for psychosexual problems specifically? Any, any problems really, any referrals. And there's a lot more emphasis on GPs with special interest being referred things in-house and trying to manage things in primary care. And certainly in our practice, my expertise with sort of general gynaecology, but as well as psychosexual medicine, is used rather than referring on to gynaecology and necessary. So that your 
training in psychosexual medicine is able to help you refer less? Yeah, I mean, not in a dramatic major way, but certainly my aim would be to avoid the patients going through to see a gynaecologist, maybe end up having surgery when it potentially is unnecessary. Do you really need training in psychosexual medicine or is this not just something that is in a sense just an extension of your ordinary medical training and GP training? Why would anyone need to actually go and get special training for this? You would think that we didn't need any extra training and actually once you've done the training you realise it isn't rocket science, it isn't that complicated. But I think just to be able to take a step back and really look at how we work and what you know how we do things and how we listen is really important but it changes the way you practice medicine throughout you know throughout my day it doesn't just affect the patients I see with psychosexual problems it affects the way I manage patients with all sorts of problems which is also something I'm going to talk about this morning. Annie thank you very much that's really useful.